It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. And we, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. 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 Welcome back to a special edition of Miked Up on OM Radio. This is your daily COVID-19 news update for Low Country listeners. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. Today's date, Tuesday, April 14th. Current time, 5.56 a.m. And just as I wrapped up my show yesterday morning, news broke. Severe weather making its way through the low country this morning, and many are seeing many areas with significant damage. We're dead in South Carolina. After early morning tornadoes swept through the state, what's going on out there? The deadliest South Carolina tornado. So yeah, uh, really devastating news broke. Uh, we had quite the weather event yesterday morning. Um, I'm currently in Charleston County, and uh, almost immediately upon. Uh, wrapping up things on my end and, um, you know, just, just, you know, reading emails. I, I turned the television on and um, the noise, the glaring alerts just started. Um, my family members called me, reached out to me via phone. And uh, I started to quickly gather that there was a tornado uh, or multiple tornadoes in my area. Again, I'm I'm in a rural part of, of Charleston County. I'm, I'm, and on Wadmalaw Island. So I'm near John's Island, John's Island and James Island and, you know, the other sea islands in this immediate area. And I'm looking at the weather system and the, the local news coverage is just showing countless lightning strikes. And if, if you could imagine if, if you I'm sure people listening to this, you were here yesterday, you saw it. The skies were this weird, dark black my friend in North Charleston, she said her her skies looked like as if they were it were dark green, and it was just an eerie feeling. The wind was whipping, and so much rain just started to pour down. Um, I'm going to read the front page of today's Post and Courier, and of course, the front page story is tornadoes tear across South Carolina, killing nine. And so, um, you know, with that in mind, today's update show. Um, I want to hold space for those who were impacted by yesterday's uh, winter, excuse me, storm event, pardon me, um, yesterday's weather event. Um, I really hope that folks are are finding their way through. It, it, it's, it's hard to even look at the coverage because you see homes just leveled by the storm. And, and this is, this is the season almost, right? I mean, tornadoes aren't, aren't rare in this region, um, but you know, we're dealing with so much with the coronavirus and not too long from now, we'll be prepping for hurricane season. And so it's a lot. It's a lot. And folks were home with their kids. I think that's that's one silver lining is that that perhaps folks were home with their families, maybe more so than usual. I know not everyone is, is home with their family, but um, I really do hope folks were, um, you know, f- found some comfort in being close to community if, if many of us were home. Um, but yeah, I want to hold space for folks who were impacted by that storm yesterday. It was it was scary, and and there was a warning for Wadmala, and uh, yeah, you know we had to we had to do what we had to do and and prepare to get to safety. So um, I'm gonna play this clip next. Um, it's um, from our governor. He touched on this this storm yesterday. And thank you uh, all of you for coming to uh, help us participate in getting the information and. Uh, out to the to the people of the state, so they'll know what's happening in, in these government circles and have information on which to 
base their decisions. Uh, we, we have a, a, a new disaster on our hands now, of course, with the tornado. As you know, it came through last night. It varied in time somewhere between uh, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning or maybe a little earlier on through past daylight and did a whole lot of damage. And several of us went up to Seneca today to look at it there. They also had damage in, in the neighboring counties as well as around Orangeburg and well as around Hampton. And it is quite something to see. The, uh, the destruction is enormous. The trees broken off, big pine trees halfway up with no limbs on them and the tops gone somewhere. Big oak trees ripped up, houses smashed. Uh, everything smashed but the spirit of the people in Seneca. It's quite a sight to see. So, Chaplain, we, we have a, another group that we can begin praying for as well. Keep them in our prayers as well because they're, they're dying. Nine of our fellow South Carolinians lost their lives, and I hope that's all. But uh, we will are assessing the financial impact, the damage. I hope you were able to pick up a couple of the um, areas that uh, Governor Henry McMaster outlined, um, areas that were impacted by yesterday's storm. Um, he mentioned Seneca. We know that Edisto was impacted. Um, portions of large portions of Berkeley County were impacted. Um, Monks Corner specifically. Um, Hampton County, though, really uh, experienced severe devastation, um, parts of Orangeburg. Uh, and so I'm going to play uh, some local, uh, at least some statewide news coverage uh, that articulates how widespread the damage was from yesterday's tornadoes. It is the deadliest South Carolina tornado outbreak since March of 1994 when 15 people were killed. Five of those who died are from Hampton County in the Lowcountry. The storm hit an area between Yemisee and Varnville. Many residents say they have never experienced this type of devastation. Some say they saw their homes destroyed in a matter of just seconds. And the Orangeburg County coroner has now identified the two people killed in Orangeburg County when an EF3 tornado ripped through that area. The coroner says 63-year-old Gerald Chavis and his 68-year-old wife Doris both did die from blunt force trauma. There are no additional details about their death, but we do know multiple homes were damaged or destroyed on North Road. After being alerted to the tornado, Evan Inabinet and his family took shelter in the bathroom. Damaging winds brought trees down on his home. That reporting came courtesy of WLTX, the CBS News affiliate based in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm going to pivot to uh, more local coverage, local for us who live in the uh, Charleston Lowcountry area. Uh, check out what WCBD uh, reported on yesterday morning, immediately following uh, the storms. Severe weather making its way through the low country this morning, and many are seeing areas with significant damage. We turn to News 2's Riley Benson, who is live outside Edisto Beach. And Riley, what's going on out there? How is the damage looking? Well, Temple, there is extensive damage here on Edisto Island. And right away, I'm just going to kind of show you what we're seeing. Um, basically, trees down everywhere. Um, the house you're seeing over here at the red roof, um, neighbors tell us that the back of that house is gone, the roof is gone. Uh, there was a couple inside that house. Um, we do believe, we do know they're okay. Um, they were able to get to their safe space in time before their roof was missing. But if you kind of just okay, take a look. I'm, I'm going to just uh, flip back over to the Post and Courier. Uh, shout out to Gregory Yee, Michaela Porter, uh, Andy Shane, and a host of others who contributed to the front page story. Given the, um, the wide... Uh, 
the the wide track of the storm system uh this this these tornadoes impacted countless areas like just you know throughout the state so i'm i'm sure that our reporters from the post and courier um had to just branch out you can tell by the pictures that accompany the stories you could tell how just like just how far reaching the storm was so just just a little bit from their Reporting um, as South Carolina deals with the pandemic that led to unprecedented steps to stop the spread of the coronavirus, the state was struck by an estimated nine confirmed and suspected tornadoes early Monday morning that killed nine people in small towns from the upstate to the low country. So that should give you a better idea as to what everyone in the state is grappling with, what so many communities in the state is grappling with right now. So. Um, yeah, if I do, I will suggest that you all reach out um, or go grab a copy of the Post and Courier or the state newspaper or just head to your laptops or your devices and read that story um, so you can get a better picture as to what our neighbors are contending with as they attempt to rebuild homes and lives and communities. Um, and instead of, I guess, you know, inserting the requisite, hey, support this nonprofit pitch. Um, I'm going to urge folks to do what I saw mo- my community here in Wadmalaw do. Um, like so many other communities, uh, we uh, are organized and I'm surrounded by passionate and caring folks who have an invested interest in making sure that this island stays safe and beautiful. And there's a community here that communicates. They use Facebook primarily, but um, we also have a a great phone network. Um, As I mentioned earlier, my aunt called me and my mom's friends from Estelle called her and everyone just played the phone, the phone game. And so I want to urge you all to um, really just reach out to your neighbors and um, be, be the support, be the bridge be the the pickup truck, be the, you know, be whatever it needs. Um, I, I want to encourage folks to just continue to move in that spirit of community and solidarity and help your neighbor. Um, I'm not going to say don't look to uh, aid and resources because everyone impacted by this storm will definitely need assistance. But I want to encourage folks to to keep banding together, create tighter communities. If, you're, if your community wasn't that tight knit, this is a time to really try to figure that out and um, come together and help one another out. That's that's one thing I love about uh, where I live is everyone will help you. If I had a tree down in my yard, I have no doubt I wouldn't even have to ask. Someone would run over with a saw or, you know, whatever they had to help me out. So um, just move with that spirit today. And perhaps if you know anyone in the areas that we've already, that I've, um, you know, mentioned or that you've heard in the reporting clips uh, if you know anyone in those areas, you know, uh, just reach out and see what you can do. And um, the, no matter what your faith is, we do know that there are some strong um, faith leaders in the community as well who have a finger on the pulse, uh, you know, as to what what congregants and parishioners need and want and so and who they are. So, yeah, just reach out and help help each other out. All right. That's my little spiel. I'm going to pivot now to COVID-19 numbers and uh, update because this is what this is about, right, Um, essentially. So here's an update on the coronavirus here in South Carolina. DEC has confirmed 127 new cases in the state, bringing the total to 3,439, 87 deaths. Here's how that looks by county. Charleston County, 351 positive results, two deaths. 
Berkeley County, 90 positive results and one death. Dorchester County with 73 positives and one death. And looking across the state, Richland County, 524 positive results, 10 deaths. Greenville County, 346 positive results and 10 So again, deaths. turning to today's Post and Courier, uh, Fleming Smith wrote a story that's also featured on the front page, um, and it's another update. Um, as you just heard from that WCBD Channel News 2 clip, um, you know, we're up to 3,439 confirmed uh, total positive cases of corona of the coronavirus here in South Carolina. Um, and, and uh, you know, that tornado doesn't care about any of that and vice versa, right? Coronavirus don't care about tornadoes, just, you know, when it rains, it pours. But um, you get this news is these numbers are going to continue to grow, um, you know, until we really find, uh, you know, our mitigation measures start to really take hold. So sheltering at home, sh sheltering in place and staying home when we can. Um, hopefully um, there are some other advancements that can help uh, help us stop the spread of coronavirus. But uh, yeah, it, we're, we're, the numbers is, are growing up. And again, according to Fleming, I kind of... <laughs> Kind of got distracted. According to the to Fleming Smith's story in the in the Post and Courier, South South Carolina officials announced 127 new cases of the coronavirus on Monday, along with five more deaths. Uh, the state has reported a total of 3,439 cases and 87 deaths since the pandemic involving COVID-19. Um, so yeah, that's that's the most update. That's the most recent update. Um, but there is a, a little. There was a little bit. You know, there have been some some good news reporting. Um, as I mentioned in previous shows, um, there's some innovation. There, there are breakthroughs happening every day, if not here, if not by folks here in South Carolina, um, folks throughout the country and in neighboring states. So check out this story about um, antibody testing. This, this should be um, a little, little bit of a silver lining. Check it out. Coronavirus antibody screenings are now underway in South Carolina. They check to see if you have already had COVID-19 and didn't know it. The test looks for antibodies produced in response to the virus. It takes about 15 minutes. Arcpoint Labs, which has locations in Greenville and Spartanburg, says people working in high-risk professions could benefit from the antibody screening. Help those people that are first responders and healthcare workers get back into the workforce and understand if they do possibly have the antibodies built up in their system that they may be less susceptible to getting the COVID-19 virus again. The screenings are for people not showing symptoms. You must have not had symptoms for at least 14 days. The antibody screenings cost $70 out of pocket and they are 97 to 99% accurate. Shout out uh, WCBD Channel News 2 here in Charleston for that update. Um, I'm going to pivot now to unemployment numbers uh, so you get a better picture as to what things are looking like here in South Carolina. This clip will be from WLTX again in Columbia. Unemployment in South Carolina. The State Department of Employment and Workforce releasing some staggering numbers. They said they have paid out $53 million now in federal stimulus unemployment benefits. This is the $600 that is in addition to the normal unemployment that will continue the payments through the week. Now the agency said, get this, in the four weeks prior to the virus, they processed about 7,000 claims. In the four weeks since the virus, they have processed a whopping 266,000 claims. That is just an unbelievable. That was J.R. Barry from WLTX Columbia. Y'all hear that wind whipping behind him and those chimes? Shout out to all the, the news teams making it work and uh, reporting 
uh, from home or, you know, via FaceTime and Skype, you know, practicing social distancing. Uh, you know, it, it's, it reminds me of my grassroots operation over here. So shout out to those making it work, no matter what the circumstances may be, and uh, especially J.R. Berry right there. Um, I'm going to uh, now pivot to a story featuring Senator Tim Scott. Uh, he has a book out, so he's making the rounds uh, to promote the book. And he's um, he's able to, I, I believe, uh, he's able to kind of couple his book promo with, um, you know, his response his leadership in response to the coronavirus uh, here. So he was on CBS News uh, and, you know, the morning show on CBS. We didn't see it yesterday because um, uh, the local news coverage in Charleston, at least, was 100 percent dedicated to the uh, tornadoes. So um, I missed this as it aired live yesterday morning. But here's here's the interview from CBS, uh, their morning show. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is calling on the Trump administration to monitor the impact of the coronavirus on communities of color. He is also the author of the new book, Opportunity Knocks, which chronicles his childhood struggles in poverty and shows us how we can use small failures as teaching tools. First on CBS This Morning, Senator Scott joins us from outside Charleston. Senator, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning. It's good to be with you. I hope you're well. Uh, I want to get to the book in a, in a moment, but first, as we mentioned, you've spoken directly uh, with the administration about the need for better outreach with minority communities about the coronavirus. What exactly would you like to see happen there? I think it's really important for us to use all resources at our disposal to make sure that churches, small businesses, community centers are all engaged in this fight to reduce the spread of the coronavirus or across America, certainly, specifically in the African-American community. African-Americans represent about one-third of all hospitalizations, but only about 13 percent of the nation's population. And you'll find on most of the front lines in the grocery stores, some of the takeout services, you'll see a lot of African-Americans working. And so what we want to make sure that we understand is if you have a higher incidence of high blood pressure and asthma, it's really important for you to take the necessary precautions from wearing masks, washing hands, all the protocols. But this is uniquely and specifically targeting the African-American community with a strategy to make sure that we are fully prepared and undertaking those protocols that will save more, more lives than we have today. Because what we're seeing in states like South Carolina, 36 percent, 37 percent of those folks infected uh, with the coronavirus with a population of only 27 percent. In Michigan, 41 percent of the fatalities, 14 percent of the population. In Louisiana, 70 percent of the fatalities and only few, less than 30 percent of the population or thereabout. In Mississippi, over half of those infected and about 31 percent of the population thereabout. So we're seeing a higher incidence, and I think we can reduce that or flatten the curve in the African-American community, and it will help the nation as a whole. I'm happy to hear the senator give voice to the disparities issues in regards to the coronavirus and how it's disproportionately impacting black communities here uh, in South Carolina and throughout the country. So, um, you know, kudos to him for doing that on his book promo tour. Um, so hopefully we'll hear more 
<laughs> we'll hear more from the senator. Um, you know, this is a white supremacy issue. This is um, a systemic oppression issue, systemic white supremacy. Uh, so, you know, what's what's happening to not just black and Gullah communities here in South Carolina, but what's happening to a number of non-black communities of color um, definitely um, has vestiges or has um, the residue of, of white supremacy all over it. We know that all oppression is linked. So, um, you know, these disparities, they're fruit from a poisonous tree uh, where, you know, uh, this is visited upon communities, right? These aren't just choices that pe- people aren't choosing to, to, you know, to be in this condition or be in this, this position, rather. Um, this is something that happens to folks. And uh, while we do have agency and we are resilient and we fight, um, there are just some things that almost feel insurmountable. So I am happy to hear the senator give voice to the disparity. And I look forward to uh, challenging him to do more um, as he promotes his book. So and hopefully after he promotes his book. All right. So I'm going to wrap up the update show right there. It was a lot to take in. I'm not going to uh, dismount with a black history lesson or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to encourage you all to please stay happy, stay whole, stay home if you can. And and yesterday was traumatic for all of us, even if you weren't in the midst of a storm. It was traumatic to see these pictures, to hear this, these stories, to, to see these images on your television screen, on your devices. On, it, it's traumatic. So sit with that trauma. Take time. Process that. Um, turn off the television. Try to read a book. Do whatever you need to do. Um, practice some self-care today. Um, it, it's a lot going on right now. So take a beat if you can. Take a break. Um, I think most of us can take a break. Um, many of us can, rather. I, and I encourage you those. I encourage those who who don't have the luxury of, of a surplus of time, just try to find that time. And, and, and uh, if you can, and just to give yourself a break and some reprieve. So um, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and hop off and uh, I'll check you out next update show. Please stay happy, happy <laughs> and healthy. Um, please stay home if you can. My Gullah Geechee folk, y'all, y'all stay black.